Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We're telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, setting us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. Welcome to Montana Voices Podcast. New episode and new future here. We are, of course, live on Facebook uh, once again. Uh, hello, everyone. It's great to be here again tonight. I do apologize. I'm a little late coming to the table here with everything, but... Uh, we have a lot of apologies tonight, right as, uh, as we'll find out later. Yeah, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, of course, our website is always montanavoicespodcast.com. You can hit us up on our email if you'd like to complain or if uh, you'd like to be on the show. Hopefully you'd like to be on the show. We'd love to have anyone on the show. Hit us up. Our email address, montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter handler, handle at, G, uh, at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook account is at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can check out all of our videos at on YouTube by searching for Montana Voices Podcast as well. Well, it's great to be here. And I suppose it's uh, you know wise business to start off with a number of apologies, which are Due to a few people, one fewer listeners, uh, we are a little bit late. We said we were getting in on 10 tonight, but uh, Mac's giving us some trouble. So the uh, old live streaming hardware is getting a bit long in the tooth. Uh. So that'll be our first apology is being a little bit late, but uh, we will avoid that in the future. And uh, a second one to a Mr. Tim Johnson. We had him scheduled on. Uh, There's a scheduling mishap. Uh, for those, uh, we have a series coming up on the uh, the House races that are coming. I think there's about seven candidates that are running right now for the uh, the House coming up in next year, 2020. And uh, Tim Johnson reached out to us. He's the superintendent over in Corvallis running on the Republican ticket and hopes to be our next uh, representative. But we had a scheduling mishap, and he actually came out to our studio, which is uh, not where we were at that time. So our deepest apologies to Mr. Tim Johnson. That's not how we... Uh, we do business, but we'll try again and give you a fair shake there. Sorry about that, Jim. I was having a little bit of troubles there with my setup here. No, apologies all around, Bryce. Or it's, was that for the uh, the last week? So, oh well, last week I was just ridiculously ill uh, to a point that was just un. Ugh. it was horrific. I haven't been that sick in so long. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I've, uh, taken my fair share of NyQuil here, but I, I'm coming back around finally. You're holding up, uh, you're NyQuiled up, uh, tonight, uh, are you drunk, Bryce? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm all game tonight. I'm with it. I am waking up. I've woken up. Uh, it seems the town's waking up. Change is coming, I hear. Uh, yeah, I hear that, uh, one of the races we've been following, you know, pretty closely is the, uh, the um, what is it, Bryce? I wouldn't take the lead here, and I'll get my bearings. Uh, 
well, the Great Falls City Commission, I believe, is up for election. And so people are going to be voting for that. I'm on county land, so I myself cannot partake. But uh, that doesn't mean I can't, uh, you know, be a, you know, a, a very uh, captivated spectator. Yeah, well, you're not in the county uh, yet, but uh, who knows? It might be an adoption because you're, um, I think, not too far out of town there. It's not like you live in Vaughn or anything. No, no, I, uh, I'm within the area there. But as far as I know, I'm not allowed to do the uh, exact... At least as far as I know, I've never gotten like a ballot before because we do absentee voting. So you and I've, but county county commissioners, you can vote for them because you're. Oh yeah, county commissioners, just not city. All right. Well, maybe uh, we'll we'll see what the changes uh work there. So changes are coming, Bryce. Yeah. So um, let's see here. Where should we go? Uh, we got. Did, we, did you already discuss Mr. Bullock? I have not. Uh, since our last cast, uh, um, he was not in Montana last we checked. So, which yeah. uh, seems to be you know, par I, for the course for him. I feel it's kind of sort of the elephant in the room. And uh, like a lot of issues, I like closure. So this is something I feel you know we ought to get some closure on here. Uh, is he even a resident anymore? You know, maybe he should apply for a dual residency in uh, Utah or uh, Ohio, wherever he's at. Um, I, I don't think he even has even remotely a shot at this point, but he has buckled down and it's uh, presidency or bust. Signed so, out the last couple of paychecks and left him on the desk. And this, this will all sort itself out, I'm sure. Geez. Uh, so kind of, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of legislative business to do right now. Of course, our, our legislature is not in for the next uh, year and a half, I believe. So the governor still does stuff and does representing for the state, but he, he's not here to do that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I did have a thing here regarding uh, how he, you know, wasn't in the state and how he, you know, basically, uh, I, I don't want to say abandoned us, but um, other people in the Democratic Party are calling him out. I mean, there's more than enough Democrats running right now as it is. So it's... Sure felt like he uh, went out for a pack of smokes. Yeah, he'll, he'll be back. Uh, smoke, <laughs> getting some uh, smokes and cigarettes uh, and milk. He'll be back soon. Yeah. So. But he was actually called was, out by the New was, York uh, Times in one. So, um, you know, they really appeased to uh, his ego. And granted, I'm not saying he's a big ego man or, or anything of that regard. But he's... I don't know, but even... Did you see him on The Daily Show the other day? I did not. He... He was on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And this is like after this last uh, Democratic debate that he, like the third one that he was not a part of at all, or even like mentioned. And he was still up there talking like he had a chance at it. And of course, the whole time Trevor Noah is throwing jokes like you've got no fucking chance at this. But he he just kept with it there. So it it is going to be interesting to see what he does after all of this is done with even Trevor Noah calls him out. That's uh, that, that is hilarious there. So yeah, and it was like to his face too. Ouch. At what business does Bullock have on, on the daily show? I mean, 
the last thing they covered that, uh, that I thought even involved Montana, I think it was a joke about the Dolezal girl who uh, was not black, as you recall. To... Oh, yeah, she was from Blaine County. That's that's correct. No, her parents are from Blaine County, I believe. Yeah, there's a Dolezal ranch on the way to uh, Polson. I think it's in St. Ignatius. Uh, I, I don't oh, know if it's actually, of any relation. but No, I think maybe it is St. Ignatius. It's one of the two. I heard Blaine. I remember when it was first coming out, I saw somebody on uh, uh, the post from KR. Like when it first like came out on, and it was posted on KRTV, someone like immediately posted like, yeah, her grandparents are from Blaine County or whatever. And I, that just made me laugh even harder than the article itself, the fact that they'd be from Montana. Well, we, uh, well, if they are these people, I mean, they have a whole ranch uh, compound estate over there, so they're they're well off. It's a well, two black eyes, so to speak. <laughs> Terrible pun, but or no black eyes in her case because she's white. That, that was a joke there, Bryce. <laughs> That's highly inappropriate. But you know, not only are they white, but they're you know pretty well off, and she's trying to adopt or appropriate black culture. So anyway, the rest of the media swept her under the rug, so we will. We will do the same here. Yeah, we'll bring that up in another 20 years when we look back at this time and want to cringe some more. Yeah, we'll consider it the dark times. But uh, yeah, Daily Show also call, covered Mayor Wilmont and his uh, ascension to the uh, mayorship over in Helena. Indeed. Isn't he going for Senate or something? He is, he is. He's uh, hoping to take on Gianforte. Oh, now there's going to be a race worth watching there. Yeah, we we are keeping our eyes close on it and... Wilmont is on the list for discussion here because he has uh, pled guilty to careless driving. Oh, yeah, that's it's going to affect everything. But that's pretty bad. But not guilty to leaving the scene of an accident. Uh, okay, but he didn't leave the scene of an accident. Did he? Well, that still has to go to trial. Driver? Did uh, he throw the other driver to the ground? No, no, there was no body slamming. <laughs> okay, so I think that we might be okay for the election cycle then well even if he did does that make a difference i mean gianforte uh the body is still elected ah oh, good point well you know he's still you know hey if i lose this gig i still have a job right he's uh yeah he, he's going places but just a quick blurb on that and this is something that we've talked about before on the show um every article everything that you know mentions him is prefaced with the word refugee, which he he is or was, but I'm just going to ask the question, how long do we call him a refugee? And maybe it's the same question that we act, you know, about Danes or uh, Maryland, Matt Rosendale, as he was called. Um, how long do you have to be here till we, uh, you know, adopt you as a Montanan, basically? So, well, I mean, when you're going to start toting yourself around as a leader and uh, you know, making decisions for the state, I think that really there's there's no limit to like when you, you've you lived here enough because uh, somebody's going to live here longer who might have a different opinion than what you feel, you know? Someone might have lived here for, you know, their entire lives and uh, not feel anything near what these people feel, uh, you know, should happen with the state. Well, you know, so, that's true, but uh, Mayor Wilmot has been here for 18 years. I, I think uh, Dane's been here for the last decade, as as had Rosendale. He's going on 15 years or so. So that's uh, 
a so long. So in that point, I'm just saying, uh, and that's just to point out just the hypocrisy, I guess, and all of it of... Um, yeah, it's sort of what I'm getting at, that there's a... Yeah, exactly, because, uh, you know, it's a matter of, well... Anything that they say about these... Um, and it's going to be great because I know that I'm going to have uh, people come up to my door campaigning. And if immigration comes up, it's going to be, oh, well, you know. I know if if Wilmot gets brought up, they will try and hammer in on the fact that he's an immigrant or something. And uh, we'll throw back, well, hey, well, what about that other guy? Isn't he an immigrant too? Oh, immigrant and you know, double immigrant, immigrant to Montana, and immigrant to the the country. But you know, look at some of his Mayor Wilmont's history over the past eighteen years, and the guy's more American than I am. He was in the service. He seems he's checking off every single box on the list. And worth noting on the subject of immigration, Mayor Wilmont. Uh, I don't think he has any official positions out published yet. But in the past, he even has a TED talk. Because who doesn't have a TED talk? Uh, I, we mean you should probably get on that and discuss podcasting and politics or for welcome to my TED talk. Yeah, you know, I think that we should hit them up. I bet you they would let us do a TED talk on podcasting. Yeah, but Wilmont, he has a um, TED talk about 30 minutes or so. It's a good long one where he discussed the the troubles of getting into the country and how he you know, was doing everything right and was held up. And, in, and at various points, he was completely discouraged. He was about ready to give up and just Go back to Liberia, basically. I, I can imagine. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because John Oliver on Last Week Tonight, the comedian, he uh, just put out a special last night, and the topic, like the main topic of the show was uh, legal immigration and all of the ridiculous hurdles that they have to go through and, and how, depending on where you're coming from and how you're trying to get here, uh, there might not even be a specific pathway that you're even able to get. Like, so your only options are, like, illegal, you know? So um, when you bring up stuff like that, like, it really, to me, it shows that, you know, people that do come into this country and have to jump through those hoops, those are definitely true Americans because, boy, they got to have all their T's crossed and their lowercase J's dotted, you know? Um, if we were to have every single American take uh, that citizen test that they make them take, we'd all be deported probably. At least the great majority of the people squawking and bitching and moaning about all this stuff would probably be kicked out. You know, that's you know sort of the sad future. They don't teach civics like they used to when me and you were in school. So, yeah, the understanding of it. My mom uh, came from Mexico and. She, um, because it's one thing to be, uh, have a visa in the country via marriage because they got married in Mexico and then again in America for, um, because that was important to the, the process, I guess. I'm not sure exactly. But then there was the naturalization process is where you have to go take the class and have a knowledge of the constitution and government and some things. But, you know, she you know, will still correct me. I don't know if she's tuned in now, but maybe she's commenting that, uh, something we said about the, the process of the constitution is wrong or something. But she, Highly knowledgeable, and because that was required, and it was a, you know, I get where a lot of these uh, people are coming from. Is that you don't want to take that away. It's, there's so many hurdles, and it's such a process because, you know, maybe being an American shouldn't be easy to to come to the country. So, if you say that it shouldn't be easy, then you're sort of distracting from all the people that really had to work on it and jump through all the hurdles. I guess that's sort of the argument they present. 
not necessarily that I agree a hundred percent with that, but it's something we have to consider. I mean, I did not watch the whole John Oliver piece. Uh, I imagine you did, but if it was much more difficult, we may not have a Mayor Wilmot right now. Indeed, and you know that's why, in a lot of those senses where it is extremely difficult, or in a lot of ways impossible for it to happen legally. I can't blame somebody for doing it illegally because, um, you know, all these people talk about these, uh, you know, quote unquote shithole countries and like, well, yeah, of course they're shitholes. Well, then how can we blame anyone for trying to get out of them then? You know, uh, this thing with the Bahamas, even, you know, it just blows my mind that we would hold up people from coming here because they don't have their papers. They don't have their papers, Jim. Uh, well, there. A, a, a hurricane just decimated the island. The point of like, there's like, there's no island. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to get on top of our house because that's the only like, uh, you know, structure to th- th- that we can be on. And if we're not here, we're going to get into the water, and then for in the water, we're dead. Um, but here, son, hold on to this. This is your passport. You know, <laughs> yes, very, very important, and there, uh, there's just a lot of uh, rhetoric about it nowadays. But they, there ought to be a process for that, for for that, and vetting. And do we really think that you know some terrorists are coming from the Bahamas or et cetera? So, I mean, it's it's not the uh, not the image I get about that. So uh, I'm not caught up on the Bahamas Bahamas news, but I will make a statement that we we are a country of immigrants and. Especially important to me, being um, one step away, one step removed from being an immigrant, that um, it is important, and that the country isn't limited. You're not. I want to detract from the idea that it's taking away from the rest of us. Uh, rather, it adds. Uh, rather than what Trump might suggest, that the country is full and there's no room for anybody else. Yeah, we we add some room. Uh... Although you know, it, and people even say, are you going to let them set up shop in your in your backyard? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it came down to it, sure. I'd let a family set up shop in the backyard. Oh, well, actually, yes. Missoula is sort of the forefront on it. It's actually uh, our local churches, uh, both the Catholic churches. And Catholic churches uh, took an interest in the, some of the uh, South American struggles and the the Mac Church, that's Missoula Alliance Church. Uh, I couldn't speak to if they're still doing it, but when there was trouble in the Ukraine, uh, they brought in a lot of Russian immigrants. So uh, Missoula is much more diverse than other parts of Montana I've I've lived in, um, including our neighbors. Uh, literally, our backyard. Literally, it's a there. It's a townhome. We even share a share walls with each other, and uh, so yes, absolutely, my backyard and Missoula as a whole. It's a great place. Truly is the promised land. So, how long does it take until we no longer have to call you an out-of-stater? Um, Mayor Wilmot, I think, has checked off every every box, and I'm stopping short of endorsing him. He is running as a Democrat, by the way, although not a uh, extremely liberal, liberal Democrat, just going by his past stances on things. But he does want to make immigration easier if you uh, listen to his TED Talk. So be interesting to see how that plays out with Gianforte and his, of course, Gianforte will have the support of the president, I assume. 
So maybe we'll get more visits from him. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll bet you uh, Mr. Trump will come back through. You think that they will paint up the uh, M again for him if he hits Missoula? Yep, they'll do that act of vandalism again. Uh, uh, will they take him again if he doesn't pay the bill? Uh, last I knew, they we invoiced him. The county invoiced him for the police charges and, and the overtime they had to pay out. And uh, I don't think Ever he... Ever heard back? Yeah. Um, return to sender, basically. <laughs> he doesn't live here anymore. Wrong address. Well, winter is coming, um, which is good because we can get this fire season behind us. Uh, wasn't too bad, but we did have two main fires that were both uh, caused by firearms. And um, in the case, um, I can't recall the Helena one was caused by a shooting, but the one outside of Great Falls, uh, I forget how many acres that was, but we did lose some homes to that, as I recall. Is that right, Bryce? Yeah. Um, actually, there was a family, um, some. My in-laws were friends with them, I believe. But yeah, it was pretty tragic there. They ended up losing like most of their farmland. And then he had like a farmhouse and stuff. And then main house and like a trailer and a lot of other stuff. But basically like, yeah, they had this like a lot of property as you do when you have a farm. And yeah, some assholes were out there shooting Tannerite. And it explodes. It's it's quite entertaining. Who would, who would, you know, call me shock, Jim, but uh, when things explode, they combust as well. And uh, that combustion sparked enough heat to catch Hill 57 on fire. And wow, uh, I, I was looking at the scorch marks the other day because it's still uh, all singed up pretty bad back there. And uh, the flames got all the way back up to like that little church on the hill back there. Oh wow, that's that's something. That church, and then the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses have uh, their church back there as well, and so that one it almost hit there. And then uh, even back further from those two churches, there's one guy who's got his house just kind of like up on top of the hill, and yeah, uh, you know, stones throw away from his back door were those singe marks, and probably super nerve wracking for that guy, I would imagine. I bet. Uh, doesn't Hill 57 burn just about every year, as as I recall? At least once or twice, yeah. it's uh, When it happens once, it's uh, pretty shocking. And, you know, oh, we got to get that, you know, someone's got to address that. And then I remember one year it literally caught on fire like the next day. And it was, I, I couldn't help but laugh myself because it was just like, oh, God. Seriously. <laughs> Well, I can't recall, is uh, that county land up on the hill? I think so. I know oh. that all the volunteer fire departments uh, rushed to try right. and put that one out. Seems like that would be county land then. So, well, moving on uh, to rural internet, which is something we've uh, spent some time talking about. Of course, this is Tester's uh, big things. Um Tester was out uh, essentially campaigning, uh, talking about access to high-speed internet, and it's inadequate uh, here in Montana. And um, said we've talked about it, uh, and Tester was talking about subsidies and how uh, we need more USDA dollars coming in to address this. But um, I will make a point that it's leaving the WISP industry uh, in the dust because those are typically smaller... Um, you know, sub ten twenty employee businesses that don't have you know a grant writer to apply for these USDA grants, 
to get service. So essentially, it's their opponents. You're, you're paying the charters, your Verizons, and other big telcos to you know come in and be your competitor, essentially. So um, one thing that the article... I'm looking at a KRTV article on the subject, uh, and it specifically mentioned a vaping business in Corvallis. Uh, that vaping's big business. It's not on the list, but maybe we'll get to vaping in the next one, next topic. But... Um, for just in a brief Google search, there's three businesses in the uh, Corvallis. There's three WISPs over there, as well as a DSL provider. All of them, uh, and just looking on their websites, a varying degree that cover the valley. So there is internet there, but it's you know wireless. Fixed wireless is not something that people usually consider, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, those companies should probably reach out to him and let them know about their struggles. Uh, well, we got those lobbying dollars because, you know, those uh, those big telecommunications companies do profit off of this. And it. Uh, I'll, I'll stop short of suggesting that maybe they have some influence over Tester. You know, it's very well possible that they could. But, uh, you know, hard to say for sure, though, in this current climate, so... Well, I don't, I don't know, Jim. That's with the way that capitalism is. It's hard to say for certain. Well, capitalism is one thing, but crony uh, government-assisted welfare capitalism is another. So, like when we're talking about Corvallis, Corvallis, Hamilton, uh, the Bitterroot Valley over there. There's quite a bit of people there. Um, I would think there's enough. Well, there's definitely enough to support Wisps. That there is enough that. You know, your big charter company can, or charter spectrum, whatever name they're going by nowadays, can uh, pay for their own infrastructure that they don't need our assistance for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since we talked, uh, we briefly touched on vaping. Let's run back to vaping because we're looking to make that illegal. Yeah, well, that one's uh, killing people left and well, maybe just, just over there like six times. Yeah, yeah as you say, like <laughs> maybe uh, just six left. guys o- over there, and that was it. But uh, but as I understand, it's a uh, unregulated vape. It's um, you know the af- third party Chinese. It's uh, not the main stuff you buy at gas stations or anything. Well, that's the thing is like I've no one's really I have not seen an official report as to what happened with these six deaths or whatever it was. It. It, it really reminds me of the Momo craze, to be honest with you. Everyone's flipping out about it. But, well, um, flipping out to the point that we are willing to put legislation out that that's being discussed right now. Exactly. And it's legislation that's going to hit specifically the legal market and won't address anything with the black market. Because, Jim, what do you know about criminals if gun control advocates have taught I, us anything? I was going to say that. I was going to go there. But go on, They... <laughs> Criminals don't follow laws, okay? So, like, all of this isn't going to do shit. It won't do a, a thing to stop these kids uh, from from vape juicing it out. They're dabbing and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, they're they're going to get the popcorns in their lungs. You know, maybe, but, you know, six monks, you know, every vapor we... I, I don't know the numbers on prevalence between vaping and actual cigarette smoking, but I imagine it's... Uh, I see a lot of vaping as you, maybe even more than smoking. But my observation, not an official number, of course. But you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, regulate yeah. the illegal industry all you want. It's still going to be an illegal industry. 
Exactly. Um, and Jim, just take what you see day to day with uh, vaping and multiply that by the known world. And like, think of how many people out there are vaping probably right now, you know? Maybe even probably while subtract- listening to this cast. Exactly. Uh, subtract probably a couple from the less developed nations because they probably don't have access to the uh, power source needed to like recharge the jewel packs. But, um, you know, like Paris, Belgium, uh, you know, Prague, all those areas, Seoul, uh, Korea, they're, they're probably vaping it up there. You're right. And, uh, real quick, I'm looking at our video feed here and it looks like we do have some lag on the video. The audio I am told is, is okay. Or it's just me and Bryce today, our normal guy who handles all the tech stuff is, uh, is away, maybe being sick, or maybe who knows what he's doing. Called in sick. Anywho, um, so the audio I believe is coming in clear. It's just uh, ignore the B-roll video. Maybe we'll just take that off here in a second. But but moving past, yeah. uh, we're talking about business and economics, uh, specifically a cheese plan or cheese with a Z, because we are looking at uh, Missoula cheese. It's vegan cheese because everybody's getting on this you know, not real animal product craze. Oh, so it's a vegan cheese processing plant. Made of cashews. Oh, cashews. Yeah. Don't cashews take a lot of uh, water to grow? Like a lot of water to grow? It's not our water, right? They come from a tropical region. Oh, yeah, I guess it's imported cashews. Ooh, what are the tariffs like on cashews? That could be a whole new dirty market we're getting into our hands here. Well, I don't think it's coming from China, so maybe it's uh, maybe we'll, that could change anything. Yeah. But Perkins, uh, the owner, she trained in Thailand, uh, and as, as I read in the article in the Missoula Current, our finest Missoula news source, uh, there's more science to this than I thought. I mean, I thought you just you know, when they make these creations like the Impossible Meat or the Beyond Meat or whatever, which are somewhat compelling, but you can still tell. That, that you just really? guess and you know make your best guess of which beans are going to make it taste most meat-like, I guess. Um, was I'll be interested to taste it, but it didn't really. The article didn't say where I could buy it. It sounds like they're only going to uh, restaurants and main businesses. Maybe a rebranding product, um, similar to what the Impossible Meat does. Because as far as I know, you cannot buy that in stores. You can only get it in a restaurant. Really wild. Yeah, I'll bet you they're going to try and get some lucrative deal with a place in France or something. France, uh, or they'll put it on the Whopper. There is an impossible Whopper out. Maybe that's what they're shooting for. But either way, almond cheese, like what do they do? Do they just mash up a bunch of almonds and like a big wheel and then just like freeze the wheel and just tell people it's cheese and hope that they buy it? Yeah, I guess that's my best guess. I I couldn't say to how... How well it actually replicates cheese, so. Wild. Well, uh, move on quickly to uh, local events here, and I guess that'll be our, our last thing. The First, we're going to talk about the local event you missed, which was Hempfest over in Lolo. And Lolo really has been making a, uh, a name for itself, Lolo Hot Springs, that is, which is not in Lolo at all, by the way. I think it's about an, almost an hour away from Lolo, or a little under an hour, so... Little Hot Springs, not in Lola. Well, I suppose that's the nearest town, but they really have a name for themselves for these alternative festivals going through there. Um, number of raves go through there a year. I think a handful of them, and 
other uh, savory kinds of uh, attractions. So very interesting. But this is a, a rave about the foxness, about community vibes or whatever else they do there. And it sounds like it's uh, mostly about drugs. Uh, well, I mean, drugs, that's kind of a, or drug. I mean, I guess medicinal <laughs> drugs, if you want to be, it's a hemp and cannabis festival, um, which is just big all or all around in all regards, but they have their um, own festival now. Yeah, this is, uh, this is to a point now where they're, uh, like doing a competition to see who's putting out the best weed basically in the state. And, uh, from what I understand, like we've, people have uh, put in strains of weed here and uh, they win and then from there they can go on to uh, other festivals or something I, I don't know there's a but uh, this is a championship so this is our regional championship you the Vegas festival yeah. was the uh, end boss I guess exactly this is like the playoffs or something you know so either way good for them you know um, you know, you mentioned local events. I just want to throw it out there here while I'm thinking of it because I've got it up. Uh, if you're in the area, in Missoula specifically, uh, coming up Friday, September 20th, uh, we've got a show going on. Yeah, let's see, where's the show going to be at? Is it is it the Wilma? Is it the uh, Kettle House? Is it... I'm trying to find out. Top Hat? Flavortown? Where's Flavortown? Flavortown? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Flavortown, Missoula. I'm going to have to uh, Google that. One second. I'm seeing if they even put this into the right spot. Yeah, Flavortown looks like a small punk hardcore venue in Missoula. Yeah, so anyways... Uh, the the bill here it looks like playing is going to be wretched fuck. Uh, then you're gonna have Piranha Dog. Uh, there, those are my fellas from here in Great Falls. Good group of guys. Uh, Swamp Ritual, a two piece act from Missoula. That's really great. Uh, you should go check them out. They're good. And then Turtle Jerks, which is another two piece out of Missoula. Sloppy Missoula Hardcore Punk, it says. And one of my old best friends, Joe Glick, is in Turtle Jerks, as a matter of fact. So if you're in Missoula on Friday, September 20th, uh, you know, bring five to seven bucks and you can get in. And then sounds like that's just for them to get Taco Bell and gas money to get home. And you can hang out at a Crust Punk show, you know. So you got that going on. And then... Um, this Thursday, we got Whiskey Dick playing here in town at the back alley. Good stuff. Uh, imagine they'll be drinking White Claw the entire time. Probably. More than you would think. Um, so, yeah. They're playing with, uh, let's see, what's the other name? Tales from Ghost Town. So, I think those are two acts out of Texas, if I recall correctly. Texas. That's a, they're a long way from home. They are. Oh, last thing, uh, and this just came out about 10 hours ago. Uh, Great Falls, uh, Great Falls best, uh, Reggie Watts is going to be coming to Missoula. Not Great Falls, Missoula, <laughs> on uh, the, the 21st of December. He'll be at the Wilma. It sounds like it, uh, it's going to be a sold-out show like usual. I guess he does this uh, oh, yeah. every year, and I hope to uh, run into him at Market on Front yet again. 
Yeah, it should be great times. I think that he, because if you notice, it's right. It's like December 21st he's going to be here, you said? Yes. Yeah, so he can spend Christmas here at home in Great Falls with his parents, I think, or with his mom. I think she still lives here. Ah, brilliant. Uh, yeah. We're and then also, vacation. one of, the other show I was going to mention here, we got the Pub of Doom 4 coming up on September 28th. I will be at that one. So if you uh, want to go out, uh, I'll be there to tear it up with you, have a White Claw with me. Uh, and yeah, that one's going to be great. We got American Falcon, Spliff, Ripper, Swamp Ritual, and Piranha Dog playing at that one. Eight bucks at the door. Winning. Well, with that, we will wrap up uh, this episode of Montana Voices Podcast. Thank you for listening. Indeed. Uh, again, our website's going to be Montana Voices Podcast. Email address if you'd like to get a hold of us. If you'd like to be on the show, montanavoices at gmail.com. Twitter handle is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook is at Montana voices podcast. And uh, you can search all of our YouTubes uh, or you can search YouTube for all of our videos by looking up Montana voices podcast.